Welcome to Healing Talks Podcast with Lori Pinkins. This podcast is dedicated to helping resilient women build their confidence in God after experiencing trauma. By helping you to heal your inner child wounds using practical and biblical principles, which empower you to live a happy, healthy, and healed life. This episode is part of a six-part series on how to regrow your relationships with healthy attachment styles. I am your host and life transformation coach, Lori Pinkins. During this series, you will learn the power of repentance, the importance of reviving your prayer life, and on this episode, how to regrow your relationship with God. Regrowing your relationship with God starts with repenting for placing other relationships before him. Oftentimes, our disappointments from people result in our disobedience to God. But we still have to live out the consequences of our choices regardless of how we felt at the time. Anytime we live a life of sin, something in our life dies. Due to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, we do not have to suffer an eternal death and we have the chance of eternal life by accepting him as our Lord and Savior. However, something still will die in our life when we commit sins. And unfortunately, it starts with losing a connection and the ability to hear God speaking. God is always speaking. Sometimes it's in a still small voice or a loud thundering roar. Regardless of the method he chooses to communicate with us, God is always speaking. But our emotions and feelings cloud our ability to discern his voice when we live a life of sin. Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2 states, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. For your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. When we place other relationships above our relationship with God, this is a sin because we create idols, and God will have no other gods before him. We are not to idolize relationships. The most important relationship we can have is with God. He is our creator. We are created in his image. His purpose and plans are to prosper us and give us an expected end. So when we have idols above our relationship with God, not only does it block us from being able to hear him, God also will not hear us. Psalm 66, 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. God is searching for our hearts. Man looks on the outside, but God searches our heart. It's not about what we say with our words, but with our actions. The time we commit to spend with God will show how much we value the relationship with him. And God wants to be involved in every area of our life. We can talk to him just like we would a close friend. God should be the first person that we speak to in the morning and the last person we speak to at night. 
even in the presence of our children and spouses. We can cultivate a relationship and a life that prioritizes God first, every other relationship we have as well. How did God help me to regrow my relationship with him? I placed my career and family above the time that I spent with him. First, I had to get real about the status of my relationship with God. I was not living my life in total surrender to him. I knew God. I just did not allow for God to know me. I had not invited him into every area of my life. So I was going to church and I was listening to the word, but I was not a student of the word. And there were a lot of things in my flesh that I was still walking in. So my life got to a point where I was trying to hold everything together and it just kept falling apart. And there was an instance where I got so desperate for things to go the way that I desired for them to work out in my life and for the things that I wanted that I dabbled into new age practices. So I used to really listen to horoscopes and be big into zodiac signs and astrology. And one day I was listening to a horoscope and I used to listen to these daily. First thing I did when I woke up in the morning was listen to a horoscope, trying to figure out what did they have planned for the day and what direction my life would head in. On this particular day, the horoscope started to lead into a tarot card reading, and I just let it play out. Didn't think anything of it. Now I went to work in the position that I was in. A young lady came in and stated she was buying crystals, which reflected on her account. And I was like, oh, wow, very interesting. And I'm thinking it's confirmation from the universe that I was meant to start dabbling with crystals because I had already been burning sage in my house and saying mantras to water and breathing on water and just a whole bunch of foolishness, all in an attempt to manifest the life that I wanted. So as I continued the conversation with this young lady, she was like, yeah, I just started reading tarot cards because she was going through a similar situation that I was dealing with. And she asked me if I wanted to see what tarot cards she had in her pocket. And she pulled out the card and it was the devil. And I ran so fast away from that. Like, let me delete my entire watch history on YouTube from having any association with that. It was a false sense of power, a false sense of intimacy that can only be obtained in the presence of God. So later on, I went home and I was just really discouraged because I thought that by dabbling to these new age practices, I can control the desired results that I wanted in my life. And I was like, man, I don't have any relief. I just need answers. And Holy Spirit whispered to me and said, come to me. I was seeking everything else for comfort except the presence of God. But nothing worked because it was outside of God. And when Holy Spirit whispered and said, come to me, he started to show me how to open my heart up for God to heal the broken places in me. And one thing that I love is music. So that's the first thing that Holy Spirit started to lead and guide me in, to draw me closer and grow my relationship in God. I started to change the music I listened to. I used to listen to a lot of neo-soul and R&B. For my walk with Christ, Holy Spirit had for me to turn off all secular music because of the seeds that it was sowing in my mind. A lot of it is sensual, leads you to lust and perversion, 
fantasizing about a life that you're not even purpose to live because everything is not supposed to be sensual all the time. The enemy is a counterfeit, so he will disguise intimacy with things that only feed our flesh when God desires an intimate relationship with us. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were walking in the garden with no clothes on. That is a depiction to show how we can come before God exactly how we are. Once the enemy came in and deceived Eve and there was a fall of man, that's when their eyes were opened that they were naked and that's when perversion entered in. So anytime you are desiring an intimate relationship with God, the enemy will first send the counterfeit of perversion. But God desires to see us exactly as we are. It's not about sensual. It's about authenticity, being able to reveal the inner parts of who you are to God in honesty. We are supposed to have an intimate relationship with God. This is why it was important for me to no longer listen to secular music because it constantly had inappropriate thoughts in my mind. So along with no longer listening to secular music, no longer watching or listening to anything with violence because it was not of God. It was not edifying or building my spirit, man. Holy Spirit led me to listen to Christian worship music only that confirmed the word of God. And that was day and night, just immersing myself in worship in the presence of God because I had to literally retrain my brain from all the toxic stuff I had been taking in for years that had programmed me to be this cold, codependent, very rageful, angry person. Like I was mean. I was so angry. I was like a rolling ball of fire. Anybody could get it. And he turned that fire from me being full of rage and always ready to fight and pop off and cuss people out to his fire that became shut up in my bones. As Jeremiah says, so Holy Spirit had me to stop listening to secular music and fully immerse myself in worship music. And a friend of mine one day, she came into my establishment and was like, I was listening to worship music because I kept it on continuously. And she said, she was like, this is cool, but have you ever heard a gospel rap? I was like, huh? I didn't even know it existed. So she put me on the gospel rap. Man, that changed my life too. Because now I can really be in my Jesus Christ mindset when I'm listening to my gospel rap. But any music that I listen to has to affirm the word of God. Because you have to be mindful of that. Holy Spirit will give you discernment when you're listening to music. Because just because they say God in their songs, first of all, doesn't mean that they're referring to the Most High God. Second, anybody can say God does not mean it is gospel rap. So I rely on Holy Spirit to lead me to the artists that I listen to. And I also look at their character, like how are they living for Jesus Christ? Have they professed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? If not, I ain't with it because once again, anybody can say God. Me no longer listening to secular music and only listening to worship music that edifies God and builds my spirit man and confirms the word of God really started to change my mind frame. Like my flow started to move differently. My thoughts even started to change. My conversation changed. And the words that I was speaking started to change. 
And one powerful thing that happened was one of my daughters, she was stepping into a new opportunity. And she was like, Mom, all I heard was this one song that I listened to by Evan and Eris Ford called Due Season. And the chorus talks about blessing on blessings. She was like, Mom, that's all I heard in my head was blessings on blessings. So it started to shift the environment around me as well within my home and with my family because as I stated before, I used to listen to a lot of secular music, R&B, neo-soul. But as I started to shift and only listen to worship music, it shifted my family as well. And it was just set in an atmosphere that was conducive for the presence of God to dwell with me to start to break off my unhealed personality traits. Another way God allowed for me to regrow my relationship with him was through fasting. And fasting is abstaining from food for a particular amount of time in order to crucify your flesh and build your spirit. And God revealed to me that I was suffering from complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And that's not something I claim to have. It was just some symptoms that I was experiencing. Through fasting, it was for me to hear God's voice more clearly. And then I also did not know that fasting was helping to rewire my brain from the trauma I had experienced. It really helped me get to a place of peace and shut down the discouraging, tormenting spirits and thoughts that were around me, which led me to always feeling angry and being full of rage because it was like something was always nitpicking at me where I was not settled or had peace of mind. With fasting and meditating on the word of God, it has helped me to be able to discern the voice of God and experience his peace that surpasses all understanding. John chapter 10, verses 27 through 28. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. But how are you able to know the voice of God if you're never listening? If you're never in a quiet place to hear him. So I used to keep a lot of noise around me just with dysfunction, chaos, drama, entertainment. It was always something going on around me because in a sense, I was afraid of the silence. But Holy Spirit walked me through the darkness. It truly was, yea, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. During this process, and I didn't even know what God was doing. I just knew that I needed something more fulfilling in my life there was a God-sized void inside of me that only God could fulfill. And I did not know at the time that he was regrowing my relationship with him by me surrendering my life over to him. Who he called, he also predestined. And he knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. He chose me. I did not choose him. But I strayed away because I was not obedient to, to his word or listening to his voice. I walked after my flesh for many years and suffered the consequences of that. With fasting, it brought me into a closer, intimate relationship with God to where I can hear his voice, to hear his voice clearly and be able to discern spirits and have discernment. His peace started to change my understanding. 
He changed me first and then my outside world started to reflect that change and my new life within him because it was still a lot of turmoil and chaos in my environment and I didn't understand why. Mentally, Holy Spirit took me to the place where I had been abused as a child and he said, you're safe now. I've always been with you, you're safe now. And that really helped me to open my heart to let go of unforgiveness, resentment, offense, bitterness, the rage and the anger that I had within me because I had been carrying it my entire life. It was too heavy of a weight and burden to carry any longer. I had to surrender my life to God completely because it was all triggered from when I was a child and I was sexually abused. That opened the door to invite in me being comfortable in chaos. And when I had enough and I came to the end of myself, that's when God came in and I allowed him to take complete control. Revelation 3.20 states, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. God is a gentleman. He is waiting for us to welcome him into our life and into every area of our life because sometimes we'll invite God into our career, but we'll leave him out of our relationships. So it's kind of like going to the grocery store and you buy all these groceries, but you leave the essential items that belong in the freezer on the counter and it all starts to melt. When you leave God out of every area of your life, things are going to start to melt and be just dysfunctional. We have to allow God into our life in order to see true change. It's more than just talking and words. It's more than just going to church. It's about having a genuine relationship with the Most High God because that's what he desires of us. With healing, it really just healed my anger and changed my conversation. It taught me how to bridle my tongue because the power in life and death is in the tongue. So when I was angry, I would speak curses upon myself. But be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that also shall he reap. You will have to face the consequences of sin. And a common sin that a lot of people fall into continuously are the words that come out of their mouth. You can't say whatever you want to say and think it's not going to come back around on you. So speak life about yourself. And that's what fasting and listening to only worship music taught me. The next way God taught me how to regrow my relationship with him was being a student of his word and like really studying the word of God and not just reading the scripture while at church because I literally would not even read the Bible during the week. I would wait to go to church for the pastor to tell me what scripture I needed to read. And that was it. I did not open up the Bible for myself to study the word of God for myself. And that required discipline because my flesh did not want to. It was like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm sleepy. Oh, this is boring. I don't understand the words. But during this healing process, God led me to powerful women of God who taught me how to pray before reading the word of God. I was also a part of a study group with my local church who taught me how to study the word of God. It was praying and asking Holy Spirit to give me the understanding of the scriptures because it is the living word of God. 
as you read the word of God, Holy Spirit is going to speak to you and give you the interpretation of the scriptures. His word really became a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. As I lifted up Christ by becoming a student of the word of God and speaking the word and actually believing, my life started to change. I would listen to and watch women of God who truly walked out the word of God. And I will be skeptical about their walk with God. And God was like, Lori, they're telling the truth. He kept telling me, Lori, they are telling their testimony. They are telling the truth. These women were professing their freedom in God, how all their relationships in their life reflected God, and how they really had a healed mind frame, how they lived in peace and how they lived in abundance. And I would look at them like, oh, nice for you. And God just kept telling me, Lori, it's real. They're telling the truth. Just believe there's abundance in me. It's real. Apply the principles of the Bible and you will have access to the abundance of the fruit of Holy Spirit. Love, peace, joy, long-suffering, temperance, meekness. Things that nothing in this world could ever buy. As I started to apply the principles of the Bible to my life by being a student of the Word of God, that's what really started to transform me and build my confidence in God from the inside out. It grew my relationship with God exponentially because there was a reassurance and peace that came over me that He is with me, that He is for me, that He loves me. I know Him as a Father. And there are levels to our relationship with God. When we are born, we are born into sin, shaped in iniquity. But we are also formed in the image of God. And he had a purpose and plan for us before the foundations of the earth. But because we have free will, we have a decision to make about who we will serve. Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We can choose to serve the gods, lowercase g, of this world or accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We start out as sinners. Then once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God only sees the blood of Jesus our sins are washed white as snow. We are accepted into the kingdom of God and we are seen as sons and daughters. But you have to choose to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior as well, which means you allow for him to lead and guide your life. After we become sons and daughters, the Bible talks about how Abraham's faith allowed for him to be called a friend of God. James chapter 2 verse 23 says, and the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. As we build our faith by knowing who God is through his word, we go from being sons and daughters to being a friend of God. And God is a friend that sticks closer to you than a brother. As you develop that relationship, you, that God is who he is, the I am that I am. Because we are to have no other gods before him. He is the most high God. But you will start to learn his name. 
like, what is his name? It's kind of like going to court because we are in the court of life. And you like, my lawyer this, my lawyer that. There's my lawyer, there's my lawyer. And it's like, okay, what's your lawyer's name? What's the judge's name? Our advocate is Holy Spirit. At the right hand of the Father, pleading our intercession, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then, okay, what's the judge's name? What's the ultimate judge's name? We got to know his name. El Shaddai, Elohim, Adonai, Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, Lord of hosts, Jehovah Gabor, Jehovah Jireh. You begin to learn the names of God because you experience who he is. There's a song I used to listen to all the time called Yahweh. And in the song... Adonai is a Hebrew name of Lord of Lords, Master. And as they were saying Adonai in the song, I was thinking they were saying Ad and I. <laughs> so I'm just singing Ad and I, Ad and I. And I sang this song for like a year saying Ad and I, Ad and I. <laughs> and it was not until I came into the knowledge of who God's name is as Adonai that I could even recognize his name. As you grow further in your relationship with God, you are going to start recognizing him by his name. And that's what you will call him by. So Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Gabor, Lord of Hosts. I love Lord of Hosts because it's God regarding as him being the commander of all angelic forces. And Jehovah Gabor because baby, when I read the Old Testament, I get excited. It's because it's like it's the same God that we serve now. In the Old Testament days, God wasn't playing no games. He would wipe out his enemies like with snap of his finger. You couldn't even touch the Ark of the Covenant. If people lied, it was like, you're done. Like, God wasn't playing no games. And we serve the same God. It's just we are under grace now because of the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I love Lord of Hosts because it's like God will fight for me. And I know that he will fight for me because of my life experiences. And also, as you become a student of the word of God and you read how God fights for his people time and time again, sometimes in their obedience and disobedience, God always fights for his children. That's when you will learn his names. The ways that God allowed for me to regrow my relationship with him were through repentance, no longer listening to secular music, fasting, becoming a student of his word, knowing that there are levels to my relationship with him. And another way that God allowed for me to regrow my relationship with him was to open my mouth and start to testify, provide my testimony to other people who were dealing with the same type of situation and hurt and pain that I've dealt with in order to encourage them through the word of God. Because it's like, how do you know what you believe until you have to stand on it? You always have the opportunity to show forth your faith and it's not to browbeat people with the word of God, but it's to encourage them and provide them with hope. This is how Healing Talks podcast was founded. God told me everything the enemy had planned for my life was going up in smoke. And I had to open my mouth and start to help other people and encourage them to build their confidence with God after experiencing trauma by healing their inner child. So we're going to pray to grow our relationship with God. This prayer is going to be on LoriPinkins.com. Say this prayer until it becomes your prayer and it becomes a decoration to say, I will prioritize my relationship with God. Most gracious and kind Father, we come before your throne of grace just to say thank you, God. 
we repent, Father, for placing any other relationships above our relationship with you. We repent, Lord God, for making idols out of other relationships. For, Lord God, we will have no other gods before you. We will trust in you, God, and not cover the things of this world. For we know, God, it is better to put our trust in you than to put our confidence in For, Lord, Jehovah, you are an everlasting strength. For straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few find it. So we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. For we will not lay up our treasures upon earth where moth and rust do corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But we will lay up our treasures in heaven where neither rock, moth nor rust corrupt, and thieves do not break in and steal. Because where our treasure is, our heart will also be, Father. And we place our heart in your hands. For man looks on the outside, God, but you search our hearts. So we ask you, God, to search our hearts and remove any unclean things, remove all idols, that we will have a heart of integrity and that we will worship you in spirit and in truth. We ask for a heart of wisdom, a heart where wisdom rests and understanding, to walk in the purpose and plan that you have for our life, that your word will be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We will not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of your mouth, God. We will study to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. Not having itching ears, seeking only words that will soothe our flesh, but being open to the cutting of the word because it is sharper than any two-edged sword, to cut off the things of our flesh that are not of you so that we are able to grow in you. And as we grow in you, Father, to be disciples of your word. We will glory in your name and that our heart will rejoice as we seek you, God, Reveal to us more and more your heart, Father, as we go deeper into your word. We will praise you, the Lord, with our whole heart, and our heart will be established in you. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from our heart, creating us a pure heart and renewing us the right spirit, God. Let this mind be in us, which is also in Christ Jesus. We will not grieve the Holy Spirit by seeking after idols or walking in our flesh, but we will walk after the fruit of Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. For blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in your law, God, will we meditate both day and night. We will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth much fruit in our season. And our leaves should not wither, and whatsoever we will do will prosper for your name to be glorified. Father, let us not be like the ungodly, for they are like the chaff of the wind which is driven away. And for the ungodly, we know, will not stand in judgment, nor the sinners in this congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Father, order our steps according to your word as we grow in you. All these things we ask in your precious son, Jesus' name. Amen. Go in peace. Stay connected with me on LoriPinkins.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Lori Pinkins. Remember, everything the enemy had planned for your life is going up in smoke. Until our next episode, be blessed.